definitely want to talk about the new site. The adult site? <laughs> yeah, the new adult site. <laughs> it totally looks more mature. <laughs> the adult site. It's not so much adult as it is grown up, but we'll ruin that as soon as possible. Good, good. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 9. Episode 8. Mexican Dollhouse. Recorded March 29th. 2009. This episode, Kevin is joined by Dune, then eventually Matt, Jason and Michelle show up. This time they discuss Mexican Comic Con adventures, Jason's dollhouse theories, talk some more about Battlestar Galactica, Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, Smallville, Supernatural, House, Invincible, and prove that having a great loss report depends on Chelsea D showing up. Yeah. The font is fucking huge. And I need to fix that as well, because it's like, okay, big font. But you know what? That just means less room for the other words. Um, the ones you don't have to type now? Mm, all right, maybe big font will stay. Yeah. <laughs> big font. All um, your reviews are just going to be panelologist reviews. I liked it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's Welsh shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the art was good, and the writing, uh, I like that too. <laughs> uh, good guys. And there's our review. But you I'm know, all caught up now on Hat Decides, too. Oh, did you listen to those? Dude, were you just about pissing yourself with, with laughter? It was so enjoyable, yeah. I was listening to it at work the last couple of days. Oh my god, dude, that is so fun. I mean, I, that, is a, that is one that I just, I could not even think about listening to at work because you're i mean i am just laughing so much on that one yeah i do nothing at work sorry i, I spaced out for a second i was looking at my girlfriend is she the one opening the door yeah, yeah she actually just put on a marvel thermal thing too that i actually bought it a comic shop i'd never been to in san diego before on claremont mesa and it's like a like back all warehousey Oh, the one, uh, yeah. what do you call, so, uh... Exactly, Southern you don't know California, the name. Yeah, Southern California Comics. Yeah, I've, I'd never been there before. Yeah, Jamie owns that store. Yeah, I grabbed a couple uh, t-shirts, but I was like, uh, I was going to buy some stuff, and it's like, everything I want to buy, I've read, or have it downloaded, I'm too broke to buy them, I'm like, oh, fuck it, let's just buy shirts. Yeah, I bought a couple of shirts there, I bought uh, a, a um, Smallville High School shirt there. And, yeah, and I bought I bought Kendrick a uh, a Robin shirt there, and something else. I think I bought three shirts there. Does he really like Robin, or are you just trying to force him to be your Robin so you can feel like Batman? Uh, well, you know, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought a second of one of those shirts that they have out, which is like makes it look like you're the superhero, you know, but it's just a t-shirt, right? Of Captain America, of like two different versions now, which now it's starting to seem really delusional. Dude, I've got the Captain America shirt. Have you seen me wear the Captain America shirt? 
No, but I have now two. I have the normal one, and now I have one that has like fake muscles and tears on it. I saw the fake muscles, and man, that one sucked. Yeah, but I bought it because it was like six bucks. Oh, all right, six bucks I buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first one I bought was like twenty two or something like that. And then you yeah, know, the funny thing was I went back to graffiti and I was like, hey, do you have another one of these? Because uh, it's getting faded. And they're like, no, we we lost the license with Marvel. Those then, ones have sh- they're shitty though. Like uh, I had that one and the fucking neck of it got all stretched out in like two seconds. So I have no reason for it to be like that, you know? That's weird. Mine is fine. I mean, it's mine's yeah. faded, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah, bad times. Yeah. Shitty shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, did, I, did I tell you about the one that I got in Mexico? No, but I'm sure it's awesome. It is. I, I went and I got a, a Green Lantern shirt. It's uh, like a John Stewart. Um, wait, wait, wait one second. Babe, will you give me a paps? I was down in... Did I, did I tell you how I went to Comic-Con in Mexico? No. Yeah, get this. So uh, we go on our vacation. This is last October, and it's. By the you know, way, you're retelling this on there because it's already so good. Okay. Well, I'm recording now anyway, so I'll just put. I'll just uh, cut this in. You've been recording all of this. Yeah. I didn't download shit. <laughs> all right. So me and the family uh, go down to uh, Cancun for for my birthday, right? Because my birthday is in October, and you know. Uh, we're like, oh, you know, we should have a family vacation, blah, blah, blah. So we go, um, we go down to Cancun, got a really good deal. We show up at the hotel, and then Julie goes to the whatever excursion concierge or whatever they're called. And I'm, I don't know what I was doing. I was out scouting out the place, checking out everything out. And she yeah. comes and finds me, and oh, I was getting cocktails, is what I was doing. I was getting margaritas. Good naturally. times. You know, we're you know we're a team like that. So she's like, hey, I, you know, glad I caught up with you. Blah blah blah. She comes up and uh, and says, get get this, you are going to be thrilled. She said I. She said I was just talking to the excursions guy, and he said he just got back from a comic con, and I'm like. What? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, the Comic-Con was like two months ago. She's like, no, it's across the street. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And she's like, you know, she's like, yeah, you better go talk to him. I'm like, hold this, you know. And uh, so we go talk to the guy, and, you know, he's he's selling us on the stuff. And I'm like, no, wait, 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 wait. We're talking about the Comic-Con first. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Summer Glau. And I'm like, Summer Glau is across the street? And he's like, yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, we talked to him about the excursion stuff and, you know, spend way too much money. I mean, he had me, you know, he had me suckered at that point. I was like, Psh, one excursion, two excursion, let's try three excursions. We got a Comic Con across the street. I got to make up for the time that I'm going to be spending at the Comic Con. <laughs> you got to pretend you're a father on your family vacation. Right. So I go. So Ken wasn't down for going across the street to Comic Con uh, immediately, but I was like, "Fuck it, we just got here to Cancun. I'm not going to miss out on Summer Glau." You know, what if her thing is today? So I get there. Her thing is in 15 minutes. Her panel. Her her life is kind of strange. It's so weird. So I walk up, and have you ever been to a really small con? Um, not on purpose, but kind of no. Yeah. So no. Imagine there was a, let's see, you went to uh, uh, Point Loma, right? Yes, I did. All right. So I'm familiar with Point Loma High School. Imagine uh, you had 
a uh, a convention with about 15 booths right right um uh actually probably uh 15 quad booths to where you're just they're just squares and and there are four booths in this square and uh and that's it that's the convention but then you go you know and that's in your like uh uh, your 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 school the the basketball gym, yeah, yeah. right. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, there's Summer Glau, and there she is in the in the uh, the theater. So there she is in what looks like a high school theater. You know, because it was. You know, <laughs> if it weren't in something that looked like a mall, I would say yes. But you know, it's Mexico, so you don't know what they're doing. Maybe it used to be a high school. Um. So anyway, it's it's the Cancun Convention Center, which happened to be across the street from where I was staying, and and so there she is, you know. She walk, they walk her in, and she's wearing some flowy dress with a scarf, and I'm like, dude, it's 85 degrees outside. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Well, what kind of drug addiction does she have to have to go to the Cancun Comic Con? <laughs> dude, I do not know, but they, you know, they treated her like royalty. I don't, I'm not saying, you know, I used to work with with uh, San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, back in the day, the year that all the entire Buffy staff was there, um, I was the uh, the special events coordinator. Yeah, and, and so you know, and you know, I got back to see in the it. the two con days. What do you mean? Oh <laughs> the yeah, whole yeah. Mascot, back, back, yeah, back when the mascot was a toucan, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, so so I got to see how how people were treated, and yet you know they were treated politely, and you know, like a you know like a special guest. You know, you know, but down in Mexico, Summer Glau coming down there, they treated her like she was, you know, they elevated her to, you know, she is something beyond us. Type it's a thing. third world crazy. It's like the God or third world country. It's like the, <laughs> no, the gods must the be crazy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I quit. I can't talk well. <laughs> but uh Yeah. Yeah, that was uh it was pretty cool and I How crowded out. was that? Um you know, they didn't fill up that theater. Was it Mexican people or white people there? It was Mexican people, but dude, down in Cancun, all the Mexicans speak English as well. Well, I can't say all, yeah. but you well over half. I would I would probably say easily 75% of the people that that I came in contact with or it was anywhere near all spoke English to, and if not, they know English enough to yeah, send you were, off to someone who does speak it. Right. Well, you know, and they were competent enough to where if I tried to use Spanish, they were like, "No, dude, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's cool. I'm all right. I'll, I'll, I'll do the English thing." That's always so embarrassing when you go to Mexico with someone that's taken like three semesters of Spanish, and they always try to talk to the people that clearly speak English. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And they're horribly done Spanish. And it's like, I need to practice. It's like, no, no, you don't. Yeah, you should probably just stop right now. Yeah. Yeah, so um, anyway, it was it was a good time. Um, you know, I, I, I taped it. I was going to put it up on the site, but I never got around to it. Wait, you still have it? Yeah, I've got the... I've you got have the... to put it up now. It's a Mexican Comic-Con. That seems like the worst insult ever. Like, <laughs> what kind of Mexican Comic-Con is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, referring like... to, like, your room? <laughs> My, my, my comic book room might be yeah. referred to as a Mexican Comic Con. Um, Probably had more merch there. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, and I bought uh, I bought uh, Los Nuevos Bengadores Numero 20. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was great. It's uh, it, you know, it was New Avengers collecting. I don't know, like twenty nine and thirty, but somehow it was number twenty. I, yeah, I, the math doesn't work either way. So it's like, what what were the first ones? Were they normal size? <laughs> uh, but but anyway and it got a it's got a nice cardstock cover and everything and you know and all that's the, so awesome but it's not legit <laughs> no no it's totally legit the marvel's got got their own little uh i don't know what you want to say i pictured it with like whited out speech bubbles and then written in text <laughs> into xerox <laughs> well if it's illegitimate it's really well done you know, because they got a nice, you know, like I say, a nice cardstock cover. All the the pages are all proper. All the uh, all the lettering looks like the existing letterer did it. Yeah. The the regular guy, which he might have done. I don't know. Either that or huh. somebody could ape his style really well. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then there was a, a anime is huge in Mexico. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That was in fact, you know, for a comic con, it was. Uh, it was very much an anime con. Um, so yeah. it was a third of our comic con. Now I don't, I don't get the anime. I, you know, I like some anime, but I like, I don't know. Maybe I'm too old for anime or something. Which is funny because our our new anime editor is is you know has probably got you know five or ten years on me. But like I've tried too. It's not like it's not like I just hate it like everyone else just hate it. Like I really have tried. I just don't love it. You know, it's not like it's not like I dislike it. Like people will show me things. Hey, you know, watch this, and I'll watch, and I'll be like, "Hey, that was a pretty good movie." And then that's about as far as I go. Uh, Kelly saw Totoro for her first time uh-huh. uh, two nights ago. Uh-huh. So good, but that's like that's like how I got introduced to anime, and then uh-huh. it's all like, "Oh, really? It's just all downhill from here," you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a lot of good stuff, but I suppose, like anything, you got to slog. You know, you got to slog through the the bad stuff to get to the good stuff. There's a lot of rough to get to a diamond with anime. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of bad stuff. You know, what? I think that's true about American comics, though, as well. We're just, you know, that's yeah, that's true. Because I read a lot of comics that I recognize as shitty while I read them, yeah, and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, do they have the Mexican wrestling masks as comic characters? Um, maybe that would be epic. They always they always have Spider Man. Now they have like the black costume Spider Man. Oh God! But yeah, yeah. So uh, they did. Uh, yeah, they they had a lot of uh, cosplay type um, booths. Oh, which brings me to my original point was there was one where the guy had made himself a bunch of long sleeve T shirts, but they weren't really even T shirts. I mean, they they were jersey-ish material um but they were stretchy mm-hmm. um they were the large like mexican soccer jerseys like that kind of material no no no, no. but when i say jersey i mean t- that's the name of the of the material, oh okay the yeah, 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 and i'm following um, yeah uh and so you know it was, sim- it was very similar to that but it had some stretch to it mm-hmm. um you know more so than a regular cotton t-shirt he's got the one that I got, which was uh, Green Lantern, really well done. And, and instead of you know printed on, it's all stitched together. It's like 
you know, there is, you know, black cloth and green cloth. And the only thing that was printed on was the white, you know, circle, you know, the negative uh, green lantern yeah. on the chest. He had Spider-Man ones and he had Captain America ones. And I was torn between the Captain America ones. I was like, uh, you know, should I get that? I probably should have because it was really well, you know, like like the, the Green Lantern one. It was really well done. And then, you know, and with the with the Captain America one, each stripe, you know, the red and white stripes. Yeah. They were each separate pieces of material. Wait, so it's like higher quality than anything we have here. It's anything. shit like that that just makes you want to import it and set up a booth at Comic-Con, you know? Oh, dude, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, you could make a killing. I know. Yeah, but of course you'd immediately, you know, Marvel would be like, oh, hell no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So there's no way you could really get away with it. So I bought my one and that was that. But it was, you know, it was 20 bucks, which none of the Mexicans were buying that shit because they were like, yeah, yeah that's probably pretty fucking expensive. <laughs> Oh, look, here's Matt. So have you guys been podcasting for the last hour or something? Yeah, so I was just telling the story of the uh, of the Mexican uh, Comic-Con. And how you met Summer Glau? Right. I, I was still want to know what... Other, uh, Go ahead. I want to know what other celebrities were there, or was it just her? Well, she was she was a headliner. The other celebrities were... Mexican uh, Batman? No, no, no. <laughs> His name is Batman Well. Right, of course. Um, two uh, two voice actors. It was uh, Timmy Turner and Homer Simpson. Huh. The Spanish language versions. <laughs> <laughs> so they were big headliners. Oh, they were huge, huge. They're, they're big in Mexico. Wow. Yeah. I was at a bar in Tijuana. <laughs> and watching TV, and they had a show on there that was like the uh, most extreme elimination challenge, but like actually from Mexico. And you know, Mexico has no qualms with just hurting people. Mm-hmm. And the TV, it would just be like people standing there in a row, and then some guy pulls back a giant, like weighted, almost like a log, and just lets go and hits someone, knocks them over. And it was like other events like that. Great. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just Mexicans, uh, their TV choices are awful. All right. And then, uh, yeah. Wait, I, wait. I got one more bad Mexican TV comment. Uh huh. So I was watching Telemundo and they had their answer to uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh huh. And it was someone being beat with a shovel, <laughs> and they're putting the boink boink sound every time he got hit with the shovel. Dude, if you grew up in Tijuana, that's hilarious. I know it is. They need their entertainment. It can't be subtle with them. No, no. Well, and plus, if you if you watch like Telemundo or whatever, you know, if you watch their their nighttime soaps, there's boobs. <laughs> oh, I know. Crazy. I, when I was in like eighth grade, I watched Chica every night. Chica <laughs> was Brazilian though. Just crossing your fingers. <laughs> oh, I use every episode. Right. It was about uh, colonial slaves in Brazil, and the main one was Chica. And she got into some adventures. Excellent. I think, yeah, I think I, I think I saw that when it was originally called the Emmanuel series. Sweet. Right. <laughs> Emmanuel in space, one of my personal favorites. Right. Oh, well, I liked it when it became the uh, the the black Emmanuel when it was the uh, the Indonesian chick. Who is doing that? Kevin. Jason. <laughs> Oh, I guess I can't just blame you. Batman. Oh, he put Jason put it on a 
hold. There he is. He's back. Yeah, just kidding. I'm just kind of geeking out, seeing what these little buttons do. Apparently, that one calls Skype. Oh yeah, isn't that fun? Um, yeah. So anyway, so I should do a, do an intro just so I have an intro for this uh, for this show. Um, and then I can just put it at the front of this. Uh, so I'm gonna do a split, and then I'm gonna do an intro. All right, everybody ready? Wait, what are yeah. we talking about the show so far? Um. Mexican Comic Con. Mexican Comic Con. That's really it. Wow, that's that's deep, Kevin. Have you talked about the new site? No, we're about to. Just settle down. All right. I'm ready? Asking. Hey, I'm asking questions. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Before before I do that, does uh, anybody have any subjects they want to hit? Uh. Mexican. Do you record? Yeah, I pretty much just want to talk about Mexico. All right, and and we're obviously going to talk about the new site. And Jason, anything you want you want to hit? I want to hit uh, Battlestar Galactica, and what was the other thing we were talking about the other day, Jason? Twilight. <laughs> what was I it? I was talking about Twilight. <laughs> no. Dollhouse. Dollhouse. Oh hell yeah, Dollhouse. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna hit the split, and then uh, and then I'm gonna do the intro. Right. I just saw Twilight, and I liked it. <laughs> Get off this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's so dreamy. Yeah, no I know. No, sparkly. He's so sparkly. Right. All right, here goes. And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Azawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than easy eyes. We descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little new view in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man. Don't you ever try to serve the new guys of this book like we were Drawn by Jack Kirby, hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus, Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics from the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, stolen in Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. Hello again, and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 9, Episode 8. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and today I'm joined by Dune. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. I'm here. And for the first time, we have Jason joining us. Yo, yo. All right. So uh, so anyway, the, the big news in the Comics Online world is the new website. What had happened was previously... Previously. We, um, uh, we've been running for a really long time with, uh, with this one host uh, with uh, us- using our original software from back in 2001 when uh, the uh, the current Comics Online website went up, um, which was PHP Nuke, and, uh, you know, over the course of these eight-plus years, we've had um, uh, various troubles with security and so forth. In fact, we got hacked a couple of times uh, back in the day, and, uh, you know, since then we've increased security quite a bit, but... Um, we uh, we eventually fell prey to uh, one of the failings of the uh, of that software when my 
web host decided to all of a sudden upgrade his PHP and his MySQL software, which uh, to the uh, to the uninitiated, um, you know, are the kind of the back end of the site, and uh, our software was incompatible. And so we were unable to upload anything anything new. So the reason why nobody saw anything new for the well this past week up uh, ending today, uh, March 29th is when we're recording this, um, is because uh, we were completely unable. Um, besides the the top, thank goodness we were able to to upload or not upload, but but modify the text in in one little spot, which was top dead center of the site. Um, and warn people saying sorry, you know, but, uh, anyway, Matt and I over the past few days have created a whole new site using new software that isn't vulnerable to these problems and, uh, it, you know, has quite a bit of, uh, more modern features as well to a, a content management system, a dynamic website as Comics Online is. And so we're still building it, but we hope you'll join us as you always have. Check out the new features, poke around, see what's what. And of course, sign up as a signed up member. As always, it's always free. We will never charge you to be a member of the site. But as a signed up member, that way you can post in the forums and, you know, and talk back. And, uh, you know, say hello, what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see added. There is a lot more to add. And apparently I'm long and boring, according to Matt. And Matt can suck it. Matt, take <laughs> it away. Uh, to summarize what Kevin said, the site was broken, a lot of issues, we fixed it, new site, yay, short and simple. You will have to sign up again on the site, unfortunately, if you had signed up before. Um, so in order to get the awesome free giveaways and all the cool stuff that we do on the site, uh, you have to spend, what, 60 seconds and sign up again? It's actually way easier than last time. The sign up is quick. Uh, I just signed my son up as a as a test, and all you have to put in is your intended username and uh, your email address. Bam! It sends you a, a test message, you know, a, a confirmation message. You click on that, you go back to the site, type in whatever you want your real password to be. Done. You don't have to put in a bunch of crap. You can, you can, you can fill out a uh, a profile if you like, but you don't have to, and that makes it easy. Will we lose the Magic the Gathering section of the forum? That hasn't been updated since 2006. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. But you add it back in so that it can be uh, you know, neglected for another uh, three years. Because I've been making the right deck for the last three years, and I was ready to finally post that topic. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, so that'll be, that'll be the end of some of the, uh, the less used portions of the site, which is good. And, and uh, you know, we've... Uh, I, I think you're gonna like it. Just check it out. Uh, we're we're continuing to expand it, um, and and what Matt said is is kind of important, and that is that we are um, continuing to give to give away giveaways. In fact, I've got three different giveaways coming up um, right away. I've got uh, South Park, uh, the complete twelfth season. I've got uh, a single. I've got our first Blu-ray, which is um, uh, Bolt. The, uh, the the one where it's Blu-ray and DVD and uh, digital. And then I've got a, a, a single DVD of the latest version of Lilo and Stitch. And I think I said Lilo. Wouldn't it be cool if it was Lilo and Stitch? That would be a whole different ball game. <laughs> That's a little, yeah. fifth, fifth, little fifth element for you. All yeah, right. it's good. It's a little bit hotter. Right. I, Slightly, I think... not much. you got to keep the same girl but add the outfit. Wait, too far? <laughs> <laughs> way too far so so um there's four comic characters right now on the top of the site are you keeping the sections with the four different people and if so who are you changing them to 
Actually, yes, we are keeping that, but we've changed the uh, the characters. Uh, this time around, I, I got to pick them. Um, we went with uh, some of the movies that are upcoming, you know, in, in the geek, geek pop culture uh, namesake. We did uh, Star Trek, so there's a shot of Kirk and Spock. Um, I also did uh, Transformers uh, 2 image. Um, we did Spectacular Spider-Man because we highly approve of that show. If you're not watching it, it's on Disney XD now. Um, Kevin, oh, and then we did Wolverine, uh, Wolverine Origins. Right. So, ah, X-Men I'm just saying Origins if I could do it, I do, I do Bucky, and then I do Winter Soldier, and then I do the new Captain America. <laughs> and then a classic Steve Rogers punching out, uh, Hitler, right? No, just James Buchanan Barnes just looking sad before he was Bucky. Aw, sad Bucky. I'm just saying if I was running the site. Right. Good thing. Good thing. Hey, Dune. I would dude, run it right into, into the ground. Yeah. Dune, make that into a banner. Do it. I'm gonna. Do It'll it. be sparkly. Everything I do has to be sparkly. <laughs> and semi-nude. Naturally. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so what's, uh, what's, what's new in comics, guys? What have you guys been, uh, been reading lately? Invincible 60. That came out last week. Oh, dude. Yep. I just got 59 in the mail. Tell me about 60. 60. Uh, 60 was an all-out summer epic in one issue. Kirkman decided instead of like doing a four-part issue or a four-part story, he would do the entire Invincible War story arc in a single issue. It was pretty intense. He actually handled it really damn well, considering every page had at least three to five cameos from Image characters. Um, wow. And he pretty much had an all-out Invincible or an Image universe war uh, with invincible characters um, prominently throughout it. It was handled really well. There was a lot of action. A lot of stuff was sort of rushed over, um, but really it sets up a new dynamic, a new story arc for issue 61. Um, but he just wanted to do something different. Instead of you know making you buy a whole bunch of tie-ins and you know multiple issues for this one story, he just wanted to do this one massive story involving all of the image universe. And he succeeds at it. But unfortunately, uh, some of the Invincible characters sort of get pushed to the side in order to have all these cameos. So you have a lot of really good moments that are sort of rushed. But Kirkman, you know, handles it pretty damn amazingly since uh, he's got all these characters. What have you been reading, Dune? Like I said, I actually just started (laughs) Invincible. Wow, I keep wanting to say Invisible. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to hang with it. What are you up to? Like uh, issue eight or something like that. You need to finish the first twelve before. That's what you I was saying. Up. The twelve yeah. is my cutoff point of dropping a book when I'm on the fence. And it's with, it's, with Invincible. Um, you have to once you read the first two trades, you're going to be hooked. The first trade itself is a little slow getting into it, but there's some really messed up stuff that happens at the end of that second trade, and it really. From there, it gets to be every single issue has one of those you know, WTF moments, and that's what keeps it consistently entertaining. But the, the high school drama is really what's turning me off to it. It doesn't stick around for long. He better drop out. Well, he has to go to college sometime. Yeah. I uh, no, he doesn't. He, doesn't if he, he doesn't, he can podcast. But here's the deal with it, Dune. It, it becomes very minimal in the grand scheme of things, uh, once they start going. So once you get to that point of issue 12, 
they sort of back away from the the high school or the high school and the college drama. It's there, but it's not as much in the forefront. Yeah, it's more superhero drama than than school drama or friend drama. Huh. It's I don't know. I'll figure it out by twelve. I'll, I will give you an update by next podcast and see whether I dropped it or not. If but. you if you still have issues by the time you finish twelve, give it another few issues. Just because <laughs> everyone I passed this book on to has really come on board as of issue twelve. Like they they read the first twelve and then they're like, oh, okay, you know that's that's the point where I like it. it's like watching a Joss Whedon show. I'm starting to feel episodes. that, that I'm going to get to next podcast, and you're going to be like, "Give it till 24." That'll do <laughs> okay. it. That'll be the trick. Okay, well, we'll think of it. Think of it this way: um, with Firefly, did you did you like it right off the bat? I didn't watch an episode. Okay, you know what, Dune? You're a bad person, Kevin. <laughs> with Firefly, with Firefly, did you like it right off the bat, or did it take a few episodes? Um, Matt, I, I didn't watch it until it was on DVD, and so I loved it when I first watched it. Okay. Jason, did you watch Firefly? Yeah, Say but I didn't yes. really do it until about episode 15. There was no episode 15. <laughs> said it sucked. Okay. It was, Here's I liked my it. We're going to backtrack. I was trying to segue into Dollhouse so Kevin had something to talk about. My right. point was... You gotta give you gotta give Invincible a chance. It's totally worth it, and honestly, it's one of the best written books. You just have to give it some time, and then I think you'll appreciate it. Yeah, I don't have anything necessarily super against it right now. I'm just not diving into it at the moment. It's just it's not catching me completely. Okay, well, hopefully you'll like it as of issue twelve. Yeah, and if not, then keep reading. Then I'm stupid. <laughs> So, Jason. Uh, Jason's got some interesting uh, theories regarding Joss Whedon's Dollhouse. Yeah, if, you're, if you're really into the series, you'd probably just tune out right now. So I'm going to break it all down. Break it down. And Matt Elo. put in some headphones. Elo is alpha. I repeat, Elo is alpha. I, you know, I, w- I was believing you last week, but then I... I watch this one, this, this last one, and I'm thinking maybe he's not Alpha. Why is that? I'm thinking that he's just really, I don't know, he, I, I, I don't know, I'm just not feeling it. You haven't watched that one yet? He's, I haven't seen that one yet, but uh, he's too much of a badass. Yeah. Like, he's the only one that can, he's the only one that can kick Eliza, or Echo's ass. Right, and she's supposed to be the baddest one since Alpha, and he's—they kind of paint him as this bumbling FBI agent, kind of on his last legs with the bureau, mm-hmm. and um, but he just soundly kicks her ass, and there—I mean, there's just there. Plus, there was the little, uh, the the little thing where where the agent <clears throat> went and talked to him, and uh, what was help me out here, sweetheart? What was the name of the agent in that show? Boyd. Boyd. Uh, when she was imprinted with the, with a special message from Alpha, it was Boyd set up a distraction so that somebody could go in there and, and alter the the uh, the imprint to tell him. And I think the reason that the only reason that she's even telling him and keeping him on board is that he is Alpha. What if Boyd's Alpha? No, because they would know. Well, I mean, they would know, but maybe they're just kind of 
you know, tiptoeing around it. I I think you just got to have to wait and see who uh, Fred flinches around. No, I don't. It couldn't be. I don't think it would be Boyd. I think it's. I think it's. It's Hilo for the same reason that, for the same reason that you're thinking that it's Boyd. And essentially, they just want to keep him <clears throat> under their thumb, right. and keep under control. And that's why there's a doll that lives across the hall from him too, is because they want to keep track of him. And they obviously wanted to keep track of him. You know, she didn't just move in once he got on the case. You know, she was there from the beginning, and uh, so that's why I think that that he's alpha as well. But if you think that, I mean, why wouldn't they go after him if he had already killed all these people and, you know... Well, because he's kind, of, he's kind of the ultimate agent, and he's a more valuable resource to them alive than dead. Because obviously he was the best, but they, but they screwed up and he went rogue, but he was the best agent, so it, it suits their purposes to keep him alive. So they want to recover him at some point? At some point. All right. I don't know. I actually just watched the the last four episodes in a row uh, for the first time, like today. Um, I, I can see where that is, but it just feels awkward if they went with him being Alpha, since I mean he killed all those people. They wanted to, you know, find him and capture, and they implied that they don't know where he is. So I just think that's kind of I don't know changing what they've already said and established about the character. I, I felt that they established that they had dealt with him, but not killed him. Okay. I don't know. I thought it was interesting that the the neighbor across the way was you know was a plant. I thought that was pretty cool and definitely did establish that there are more levels to the show than you know met the eye. Yeah, and they so. finally got around to making the dialogue sound like Joss Whedon. They finally let him speak. Well, this last episode, when they were all being goofy from the drug, I thought that was definitely very weeded and oh, yeah. handled, handled beautifully. And the, um, you know, in the previous episode as well, you finally got a little bit of his, I don't know, weed and slang or whatever thrown in there. And then this, this most recent one, you know, when they all went goofy, um, you, you, know, you got a lot of it. Which is kind of unfortunate because that's one of the things that I never liked about him. Really? It's it's just trying too hard. It's just it's a little bit too. It's just it's kind of, I don't know. It's it's kind of high school banter. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, and, you know, and that's you don't see that in in this show to the degree that you did in Buffy. You, it's it's not you know some sort of uh, self aware. Uh, you know, it's not Dawson's Creek. You know. I don't want to wait for my life to be over. Sorry. No, no, hey, you know. You got me back into it. <laughs> um, Dude, do it. What's that? I don't want to wait for my life to be over. Yeah? That's as bad as me singing it. I don't need, Now I don't have yeah. to go. All right, so. I have a uh, vocoder, so I don't even have to sing. So, uh, so Jason, what was what was the other show we were talking about the other night? I don't know, maybe Battlestar Galactica. I don't remember. All right, yeah. So, I, I was thinking it was Battlestar Galactica. What uh, has, has everybody seen the final one? Dune, Dune hasn't again. <coughs> Man, so Jason, I'm not into good stuff. Uh, well, you know, that's all right. We're watching The Office all the way through again. 
Hey, that's good stuff. Yeah, it is. So, so what do you think about the the final episode, Jason and Michelle? I thought that it made the final episode was so good it almost made the last three years of the show sucking, not suck as badly. Wow, it was worth the wait. All right, it was really good. <laughs> I I thought it was really good as well. I don't know if it was that good, but I I thought it was really good. I was really happy with the. Uh, uh, with some of the ending, I wasn't really thrilled with uh, with Kara. Um, I thought that was a bit. It was was that the cop out you meant, Matt? Yeah, that was that was the issue I had. Was I could pass off on all the other divine intervention stuff, but they had set up potentially such a good idea of having her be the descendant of Daniel, the missing seventh Cylon, and they could have tied that back in and you know, explained how she could be resurrected and all that stuff. And they passed over the Daniel portion of the story so fast that I was just kind of, eh. There was a Daniel portion in the final episode? No, in in few episodes past, where they actually introduced Daniel when she's playing the piano. Uh-huh. Like, they, they had implied when they talked about Daniel earlier uh, in the second half of the season um, that he was an artist and that, you know, uh, Cavill boxed him and, you know, they could have passed off that her father was, you know, the, the lousy drunk artist who ditched her and, uh, you know, she learned the music from her father. So I was expecting it to come back and be, oh, her father was Daniel and that's how she could resurrect. And, you know, they, oh, they could I like yours better. But, yeah. Actually, if you look at it, Kareth Race is an anagram of Lazarus. What? Oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. Uh, that's good. All right. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I love the uh, the the epilogue there with the uh, you know 100,000 years later. Um, that was that was a happy little ending. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't so much mind the divine inspiration. I mean, you know, because that was I mean that was the deal. Obviously, there it was all bets were off. You know, they were angels. God didn't like being called God. It was like, that, I mean, that's the way the show is. So God needed this device, which was Kara 3. So boom, she's reborn, you know? Mm-hmm. It it didn't, uh, you know, there, there were a couple of things at the end that I thought was were a little heavy-handed as well, which was those things being people said, oh, okay, we're going to give up all of this uh all the, all of our technology. We're going to give up all of our technology and just, you know, camp out with the natives and eventually one of us will want to hump them. And you know, and that seemed unbelievable to me. I mean, I can understand, all right, so they, you know, they go and eventually their their technology is moot, you know, it's all crumbled to dust and they're not making anything new. I can understand something like that and then I can understand and my other my other problem was uh, Adama just you know taking off and never coming back. Like he's not going to want to be with his his remaining son for the for the you know his twilight years. He's just going to go off into the sunset. What's, what's that's that how, about? That's how poisonous the influence of Laura Rosalind is. Apparently, yeah. That was that was my other regret. Is they waited three years too long to finally kill her off. Yeah. Well. I think I think she had to be at the end, but I was really out the airlock. Tired. Yeah, I was really tired of her. Out the airlock. Honestly, 
Honestly, I really wish that they had explored that relationship a bit more earlier on because it just felt like it took too long to get to that point. Yeah. I would have thought over the course of five years they would have developed that a little bit more as far as the intimacy part of it because I thought it could have been good. But it just wasn't handled as well as I would have liked. Um, how revolting was that relationship? I'm sorry. Have you looked at either of those people? They're horrible. There's wow. nothing about the relationship that I want to delve deeper into. A couple love scenes, maybe. No thanks. Oh come on! <laughs> Thank you. You know you, you know you love the mustache and uh, almost. Right. They did have some pretty intimate moments, as far as him reading, you know, at her bedside while she was dying. I mean that that could be much more intimate than any physical scene. I agree with that for sure. I mean, nobody wants to see, uh, you know, some. You know, sixty, seventy-year-old people humping, but seeing a nice, a nice, real, true love scene like that. You know, him, him reading at her deathbed. That's awesome. Dune does. Dune wants to see some of that old, old people porn, don't you, Dune? Yes, Mister Kevin. <laughs> You're a regular at GeriatricLove.com. So you know. <laughs> I know, because I've seen you in the forums. I mean, uh, what? <laughs> huh? um, so, uh, I, I know him by his sparkly uh, signature. <laughs> I refuse to use anything that doesn't glitter online. <laughs> I was bringing it back around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what, uh, what sci-fi is going to do now besides change their name. What's wrong with Siffy? Siffy, yeah, it's now. Did Jason, were you aware of, of their, them changing their name? I was not aware of this. Yeah, so get this. So, uh, so Sci-Fi, you know, S C I F I, doesn't want to be associated with nerds. They don't want to be their uh, the guy who is apparently their mouthpiece or in charge or both is just completely just out of touch with reality. They've got this niche. Uh, television station where they don't want they want to distance themselves from their niche because uh, they are uncool and losers. Um, I, I wish I had the press release in front of me, but uh, but you know, go out and check out uh, you know, look up syfy dot com or something like that, and I'm sure that does seem that. fairly accurate though. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, really, I'm I'm not exaggerating very much at all. Um, I'm really not putting much in his in, in his mouth, um, and uh, it's I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you said no more Bruce Campbell made for TV movies. <laughs> well, no, they just didn't want to limit what they could do. So Bruce Campbell uh, isn't limiting. It's they they want to be able to expand to fantasy and. Yeah, we have this fantasy that Bruce Campbell will produce something good as a direct TV movie. I like the one where was there's those uh, uh, full size those those human size insects. Oh, the space bug! That's classic TV. Oh, that was beautiful. I mean, you know, and and then they when they redid that in the the latest uh, cable series, um, when cables in the future and the the roaches are the human size roaches. 
you know, that was biting right off of that show. So uh, wait, you're reading New Cable? Yeah, and buying. I'm it. not even reading that, and I love terrible comics. Oh well, you're missing out. If you love terrible comics, the latest Cable is your cup of tea. Like I said, I subscribe to that, and I don't read it. Oh man! Yeah. Wait, to which one? Cable. cable. Oh, Do you see, they brought Deadpool good. back. Because the ratings have been so bad, they had to bring Deadpool in there. <laughs> it, yeah, I know. Um, it's uh, it's pretty bad. It's uh, but but the artist, you know, it's uh, Ariel Olivetti. That dude can that dude can draw. I mean, that's it's, almost my biggest turn off of the book. I hate the art. Oh, I love it. God, God. That, that dude. I don't like it that realistic. Oh, I, you know, I I loved it when he started with the new uh, Punisher War Journal. Uh, those first four issues that were Civil War. Just awesome. I, I like my comics to look like comics. Yeah, that one looks like, uh, you know, stills from a movie or something. Yeah. Honestly, I've really been enjoying Cable and X-Force a lot more than I ever thought I could. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. X-Force? Like, X-Force. Uh, the fact that they brought back all these villains, they've tied in uh, new X-Men, uh, with the exception of threatening to kill several of them. Uh, it's been kind of consistent. So it's made it worth. I mean, the storylines have actually made it worth, you know, spending the money on it. I I really wanted to take. I I read. I bought the first two or three issues of that new X Force, and really I felt dirty. I wanted to take that and all the old ep- issues of the old X Force, and you know, take them to the Marvel booth and set them ablaze at the latest uh, Comic Con. Is that because you didn't want to read it without Liefeld? Right, because yeah, it's no good without Rob Life. You felt like you're cheating without him. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It, um, it took a few issues to make it worthwhile. You know, it just it didn't have its you know footing at first. But I think now it's actually gotten to a pretty good place. The uh, the current story arc they're doing now is the Messiah War, which is the actual the follow up to Messiah Complex. Uh, so it's going to be essentially they're going to be doing two more arcs in this Messiah storyline. Um, but the new one is, or the second part of that storyline is Messiah War, and they bring back an old X-Men villain uh, to play pretty heavily in this arc, who looks kind of like Cable. Dun, dun, dun. You mean it's, what's his name, who I never cared about the first time around? Yes, it is Strife. Oh, dude. You know... Rob you just Liefeld got slapped in the face with the 90s. Oh, man. Rob Liefeld should have taken those characters and never come back. He should have taken those characters and, you know, teamed them up with Youngblood and just went and masturbated in the corner because I, I just never want to see that shit again. It's he incorporates horrible. them in his new religious comics. Oh, dude. Oh, I heard about that on, uh, on Panelologists. Yeah. Oh, man. They're expensive, too. Oh, man. I own them all. Seriously? I live in a 250-square-foot studio, and I have an entire bookshelf full of everything Liefeld's ever done. There's something wrong with you. I'm completely lying. I don't like that stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, to go back to the Bruce Campbell topic, though, um, Sam Raimi Please. has said that they're officially working on uh, Evil Dead 4 after his next movie. Yeah, but how long after have we heard that? 
Well, no, he's actually said he's doing it. It's I guess official. Campbell said he's going to do it forever. And speaking of Raimi, I just got done watching uh, Rain Over Me, and there was a Raimi in that at the end. Which Raimi was it? Ted. There you go. Ted's yeah. in everything. Ah, well. <laughs> what isn't Ted Raimi? <laughs> Ted makes me so sad like, as a human being. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He just makes me want to cry. Every time Ted he Ra- shows up. Yeah. Ted Raimi's my friend on MySpace. I'm sorry. Well, at least someone's his friend. Well, he added me, so I mean... Wow! I couldn't really say no to Ted Raimi. (laughs) When actors are adding you, that's such a bad thing. And it's really Ted Raimi. (laughs) He he sends you messages and stuff. Hey, just just wondering if you want to know anything about me. Oh, dude, Matt, (laughs) to get this. So the other day, I don't remember how I got there, but uh, I I was at... Oh, I was looking through... um, uh, themes or no i was looking through some uh some forum regarding uh uh drupal and i went to um this site with for an acapella uh organization for yale and who was a member in 1975 matt's biggest fan so robert picardo robert picardo wow yeah. Did, did you save the link to that? Because I, I would like to see. Um, no, but uh, I could certainly find it. it, it, was, speaking, it was, of, speaking of Robert Picardo, he was on Chuck recently. And do you know who is no longer on Chuck because he got shot not once but twice? Who? Rob, Robert, Robert Picardo. He, he, he got oh, shot. Oh, sh- his character got shot. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no, Robert Picardo himself did not get shot. Robert Picardo's <laughs> Robert character... Picardo. Oh, because if if he if he really got shot, then we could not make as much fun of him as we do. No, no, no. Who Robert is he? Ricardo. He was the doctor on Voyager. Um, he was he was the holographic doctor. Dune. All right. The, emer- the emergency medical hologram. He was also in Stargate Atlantis for the final season. He was also in uh, Smallville. Yeah. Um, he he's sort of everywhere. Um. But uh, he and I have a little bit of history going back of, uh, you know, he wasn't very nice to me the first uh, first time we talked. And then he sort of had to talk to me because he was working for Stargate the next time. And uh, that was that was a fun, fun bit. So thanks, for Robert Picardo, for that picture that you owed me from two years. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Um, Irony is a bitch. Yep. Oh, so so Matt. So Kevin. So what what happened Previously on Lost. Previously on Lost. Didn't we already talk about Lost? Yeah, well... No. I, th- I thought we talked about Lost. Last last time. Oh, okay. On Lost, um, uh, what happened? Oh, okay, so most of the Oceanic Six are back in time. Oh, sorry, hold on. Previously on Lost. Previously on Lost. The, most of the Oceanic Six made it back to the island, but they made it back in time for 1970... Uh, which is where they're at. They're back in the 1970s. 77. Uh, it's fine. 1977 to be exact. Thank you, Dr. Kevin. Um, so uh, Saeed uh, made, it, made it back, and he got kidnapped or captured, thinking that he is another, um, and Dharma goes to interrogate him, and he is interrogated, and we find out how he made it onto the plane in the first place via flashbacks, which we haven't really had all season. Oh, Jason and Michelle might want to close their ears. Have you seen this? I've seen it. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So, um, 
we we learned how Saeed actually made it onto the uh, onto the plane because the last time we saw him, he was uh, as acting as a hitman for Ben, um, and also he was building houses uh, in some foreign country. So uh, we we learned that uh, a bounty hunter was uh, after him to bring him to Guam, which uh, coincidentally is the plane that he has to get onto uh, to go back to the island. And at the very end of the episode. Uh, he escapes with Ben, uh, young Ben, young Ben frees him uh, from his uh, captors, his Dharma captors. And uh, to thank young Ben for freeing him, uh, Saeed shoots him uh, in the face. In the face. But it wasn't in the face this time. It was... Uh, he, he, in the chest. Yeah, he shoots him in the say chest. So, so I'm wondering if Ben survives or or what. Um, I think Ben is going to survive. Well, the next episode's called Whatever Happened, Happened. Um, I think that Saeed and all this uh, action is responsible for Ben being the uh, complete douchebag that he is today. Oh. I think Ben Ben getting shot leads to Ben becoming evil. Yeah. Don't you? I, you know, I, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. I, you know, because I, I thought that most people would say, "Oh, he's dead," and so this is going to change everything. But nope, like, I don't think he's dead. Yeah. I, I, I like the point. Ever changes. Some, well, I like the point that somebody brought up of, you know, he he's going to be talking to a son or someone in the future, and then be like, "Oh, hey, I remember getting shot. That didn't happen before. Oops." And that's going to be the only thing they talk about. And that's it. Lost sounds like the worst show ever. <laughs> Dune, you are the worst show ever. It's um, my show's great. <laughs> have you seen show has a sparkly title? Have you, yeah, seen, have you seen his videos on MySpace? You gotta, you gotta see them. They're they're hilarious. Hmm. No, I, I haven't. Dune, the uh, the music videos for your band. Oh yeah, Youth Focus Marketing Group in the house. Not that I'm Crash one. Kickflip. Oh damn, that's my good band. No, no, the no, the uh, the crazy band. What what are they called? I'm out of that band. Oh, okay. What were they called? Oh, they're still called Defamation League. I'm just not in it. Oh, all right. Well, fine. Yeah, yeah that was entertaining, though. Gotta say. Yeah, good times. Um. So, uh, so what what has anybody seen uh, movie wise lately? I saw Monsters vs. Aliens today. How was that? It was actually pretty impressive. There were a lot of voice actors in that that uh, were bigger names. Kiefer Sutherland was in it. Uh, Seth Rogen, Stephen Colbert. Uh, uh, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon. Um, God. Uh, Paul Rudd. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Uh, oh, Rain Wilson and uh, what's his name? Who's Jim from The Office? Uh, Krasinski. Um, John Krasinski was in it. Uh, I don't know, there's a there were a lot of people. It was it was pretty funny. So how was the three D? How was what? How was the three D? Uh, I didn't see it in three D, saw it in two D. You're fired. I'm cheap. <laughs> uh so uh so what about you, Jay? No, I think the last movie I saw was Watchmen. Okay. Fair enough. It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I just talked to Josh actually, and he was saying that he enjoyed it. Yeah, um, actually, I really liked it a lot. Yeah. So I guess Matt has to go. 
Uh, yeah, actually, before I go, I, I just watched the uh, the Black Freighter and Under the Hood Blu-ray that they sent me for review, so that review will be oh, on the yeah. site shortly. Um, after watching it, I would pretty happy that they cut it from the movie just because it really didn't flow or wouldn't have flown uh, as well through how they shot the movie itself. Um, the Black Freighter stuff was handled really, really well, and I didn't remember how much of a totally fucked up story it was. Um, when you see it as one complete piece, it's totally different than reading just segments throughout Launchman. Um, but they did a really nice job animating it, and it was pretty impressive. But the Under the Hood uh, interludes, instead of having them be just chapters out of the book, they shot as an old-style newsreel. Um, it was like interviews with uh, the characters, and uh, you know, they just sort of talk about the past history. So they have all the elements from Under the Hood, and they discuss it, and they actually... It was like a true Hollywood story behind the music? Exactly. So that was handled really well. It just really would have changed the dynamics of the movie itself if they had been uh, you know, interspliced, which, uh, to my understanding, they're still going to be adding these back in to the director's cut um, when it comes to DVD and Blu-ray. So, What's the running time on those things? Uh, they were short. Like I think they were 30 minutes each. I think the Under the Hood one was longer than the actual Black Freighter one. But it was it was worth watching, especially if you're a Watchmen fan. I just I would have liked to have seen those after the fact. I, I don't think that they would work in the movie. So uh, you know, as an afterthought, I'm glad that they did what they did. Right on. So after saying that, now I've got to go. Thanks. Till next time. This is Matt. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Yep. Okay, that poses a question. What is the significance of the Black Freighter in the Watchmen graphic novel? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, Jason, you can tell us because I don't remember. It's I, I haven't I haven't read Watchmen in years. I have a theory, not one that I'm really ready to go into right now because I haven't done my research and before I open my mouth and like to know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> um, that's never stopped you before. Come on. Yeah. Well, no. This is. I mean, this is Watchmen, yo. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where everyone's talking. They're like, "Oh, but they cut it out." But this and that, and I'm like, "What's the significance of that?" And then everybody kind of hems and haws, and they're like, "Well, it's kind of a cool story." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, sure, it's a cool story, but but what's the significance to that story?" Right. So, any any thoughts? Any initial thoughts? My initial thoughts is is that perhaps that um, that character. Um, I don't even remember his name. I don't know that he has a name. Uh, and this is just kind of loose. It represents humanity. And and the cycle that... that because you notice it's kind of a cycle, you know, where he starts off and he's this good guy and he's trying not to become and how humanity kind of becomes what it despises or what it strives not to be, you know, as as humanity's on the, on the verge of nuclear war, oh, getting wow. ready to... Tear everything apart, but again, it's not—it's nothing that I really looked and sat down and and wrote an essay about. Um, so yeah, anyways, moving on. All right. I don't like Alan Moore. <laughs> well, no one likes Alan Moore. They just like to read his things. <clears throat> I don't like to do that. Mostly his mail. <laughs> yeah, if it's any consolation, he doesn't like you either. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good. My beard is too well trimmed for him. Yeah, no doubt. 
so uh so let's see um so what else is going on uh jay you got anything uh any- i just last week I, there was a two-part uh sarah connor chronicles something or other uh the the last ride of the jimmy carter or something like that it was awesome it was one of the best it was probably one of the best stories of this series so far in my opinion and what was the jimmy carter uh, Jimmy Carter was a submarine. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a good story, but the the only problem there is that I'm kind of at my threshold with uh, time travel stories with the Sarah Connor Chronicles. So now that Lost is kind of ventured over into that territory, they've kind of lost me a little bit. Lost has or Sarah Connor has? Lost has. I just I just don't see why they need to take it to that. You know, there's so much stuff. There's so much so much stuff out there. I don't I don't I don't see how. You know, they've got, what, 10 episodes left to wrap up the season? And they're like, oh, you know what? Let's start traveling in time. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe that'll actually make it easier for them to kind of button everything up. But it, it just seems like it's going to open up more cans of worms and just leave everybody sad and angry at the end of the season. I think that uh, that... that Lost in particular has was really uh, going to be a time travel thing from the beginning. With you know the the Black Rock, I you know I I often want to call it the Black Raider, but the Black Rock, and um, you know just I I I don't remember a whole lot of stuff from the beginning, but like the uh, the rabbits and the. Um, uh, some of the stuff about the Swan Hatch uh, s- seemed to indicate some some time travel st- this type stuff. Right. Huh. Mm. Eh. Yeah. Mm. Lost. <laughs> mm. Lost is good fun. So, what about you, Michelle? Have you been watching anything good? <clears throat> I've been watching all the same things as Jason. I really like. <laughs> Sarah Connor Chronicles and Dollhouse. Right on. You guys got any other shows going on right now? I don't think so. I don't think we watch anything else. Maybe Smallville, but that's just that's just for you know the whole completest thing. Yeah. You know, after ten seasons or twenty seven seasons or however many seasons there have been, you're just like, okay, let's just wrap this thing up. Oh. That was kind of Battlestar Galactica too. I, I pretty much didn't even care. But I was like, eh, you know what? There's Six episodes left. I wouldn't watch them. Well, if that's the case, I've got bad news. What's that? Y- you're in for another twenty-two Spin episodes. Spinoff. No, no. They're doing another season. No. Yeah, they they uncanceled it. They're doing a whole other season. They uncanceled Smallville. Yeah. That's retarded. Wasn't it only supposed to be like five seasons? Yeah. And they're on like eight now. Right. This is uh, uh, number 81 in a four-issue limited series. Whoa. <clears throat> yeah. They they should have just moved on. They should have, I mean, enough. Enough. I mean, he's, you know, he's finally a metropolis and everything, and he's slowly but surely accepting the mantle of Superman. But just be done with it, you know? Go out with a little bit of dignity. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... 
if they if, he, if they wanted to go out with dignity, well, really they didn't have any choice from the beginning. It, that was never going to happen. Or you know they had to gain some dignity, and they they could have they could have really, but uh, you know with all the bringing you know getting rid of Lana and then bringing that bitch back, you know <coughs> I I never wanted to see Lana again after about the third season, much less season eight. Oh, and all she was doing was just whining and looking at Clark with wet eyes. You're just like enough already, right? You know, and the thing is, I I kind of. You know, I I still like Clark, kinda, but you know, if it was just the uh, the the Clark and Chloe and Lex show, I would be in it. You know, but uh, there's so much crap. You know, and then and and Lionel as well, I liked, and it was I thought it was unfortunate they killed him off. Um, but, how did how did how did you like seeing him show up in Heroes? That was cool. That was really cool. I mean. I, he, he played the shit out of that character, but, you know, hard to say. It was, uh, it was pretty over the top character, so it might not have been all that tough to play. Yeah, I liked it. It was, uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good touch. When he first showed up, I was like, who the hell is that? Who's that guy? Wait a minute. Who is that? And it, it, it took me a minute, you know, I don't know why, but it, it definitely took me a minute. And probably just because I've never seen him in anything else. Yeah, well, yeah, Julie said it. She, she was like, "Ah, oh, look, it's you know, isn't that guy that guy?" Or maybe it was Ken. One of them was like, "Ah," and I was like, "What? What?" You know. But then, yeah, there he was in all his glory. Yeah, that was that was a good episode. I I, I liked where it was going, but then it looked like Siler was going to kill that other agent. But then, obviously, that isn't what happened, and I, I, that that show kind of bugs me too. Yeah, well, it, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was uh, I was convinced that they would have that it was bad episode, good episode, bad episode, good episode. But then it was like, you know, then it was split up into scenes where you would have really crap scenes and you know, and good scenes, and you know, all the characters that you liked from season one. Like, you know, season one, I liked Hero and Claire. I was like, yeah, they're awesome. They've gone to shit since. Um, yeah. You know, and Claire, I could give a shit about, but but Hero, I you know I you know I want him to be that character that he was in the first, you know, or at least grow from that character that he was in the first season, not be a whiny bitch. Yeah, I don't I don't like their. I'm not a huge fan of their their comedy relief. You know, there's there's supposed to be like the comedy relief in the story, and it just uh, it it doesn't it isn't really working because the characters aren't really doing anything. They, no. I mean, they're just they're just bumbling around the whole time, and they never actually get anything done, or or really, it seems like they haven't done anything to contribute anything significant to the storyline in uh, in years. Yeah, it really has been since the first season, uh, which you is know, a shame because they could be really cool. And I I didn't really get why uh, Ando was was able to power stunt his. Uh, uh, superpower charging power into uh, some force blast. Yeah, and I don't know why they gave him powers, anyways. Yeah, uh, I thought that thought that was kind of a mistake. Yeah, it was kind of kind of best without that. Um, I liked the you know that said I liked the baby Matt Parkman thing. I thought that was pretty clever. But yeah, because I just when I saw that I just assumed that it was a baby Matt Parkman. I didn't realize it was Matt Parkman Jr. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, if you if you saw the um, uh, the DVD or the Blu-ray for uh, season two, 
um, they showed some of the uh, some of the deleted scenes from uh, it might have been season one. Anyway, it's somewhere in there. There's some deleted scenes that have more to do with Mac, Matt Parkman's wife. Um, uh-huh. And so that kind of leads you in, and I and I think it was her being pregnant. I I want to say that was the case. Oh wait, um, hey, I gotta ask you a question. Yeah. Speaking of, hey, whatever happened to Chief's kid in Battlestar Galactica? Did his kid die? His first, his his first kid. Yeah, he was he was killed before the um, before they left. What? Before. No, the one. Oh, Chief's Chief's kid. Chief's kid. Yeah, his kid was. Yeah, his kid wasn't his kid. His kid was uh, uh, cat uh. Yeah, Callie was a was apparently fucking some other guy. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, that was a little retcon bullshit. But yeah, in about three or four episodes before the end, they you know the chief is like, "But wait, you know my baby's half Cylon. What the fuck?" And then you know they found out. Oh, just kidding. Uh, yeah, you know you you thought that, but really. Callie had fucked this guy. No way. Yeah, I don't know if it, she was cheating or it was right before they got together or what. Wow. Yeah. So, um... Oh, anyway. So apparently Dune has to go as well. House of a Thousand Corpses, Dune? Yes, House <laughs> of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> Sweet. I was recording a song since 3. It's 9.15 here. I'm fucking dead. All right, dude. Well, we right. will we will see you next time. <laughs> All right, so talk to you next week. What's up? Take care. All right, I'm gonna hopefully fit in Devil's Rejects if I don't fall asleep. But yes. <laughs> All right. All right yeah, well, I'll tell you exactly where you're gonna fall asleep, though. Where's that? The long pause. Which long pause? Where the guy? All still... of them? No, the big long pause before the guy shoots the guy. Oh, that's in Devil's Rejects, though. Oh, never mind. Just kidding. Carry on. Forget it. All right. <laughs> Later, guys. Later. That's where I would fall asleep. Because that's, that's where, you know, if I'm watching uh, Heroes or something like that, um, when I haven't got any sleep or whatever, I, um, dude, that's a pausing-ass show, dude. I'll fall asleep on that show. Um, or uh, Smallville's kind of bad about that, too. You can, if you're not, uh, if you're not fully awake for that show... <laughs> or even kind of paying attention because it all just seems like it's just going around in circles. Right, you circle. get a you get a Lana Cir- scene in there, and it's just like, <sighs> I mean, literally, I have fallen asleep on a Lana scene just because they are so slow and sappy and crappy. But uh, yeah, so anyway, um, so do you ever uh, you ever watch Supernatural? Yeah, that is Michelle's show. <clears throat> I love that show. So, where where are we in that show? What's what was the latest one? Um, I actually haven't seen the most recent one. I saw the one from two weeks ago. Oh, okay, what's the what was what was the latest on that one? Now just... I'm on the spot. I have to think. <laughs> <laughs> Because the last thing that I, oh shoot, last thing I saw was the one angel was the problem. 
Oh, right. That's the last one I saw. That's the one where um, they bring Dean in to torture um, Alistair. Right. <clears throat> and he finds out that he he was the, the cause of the first seal being broken. Oh, right, when he was in hell. That was a bit of a retcon, too, because, you know, originally yeah. you're seeing you're seeing him change up the whole time, but then all of a sudden they're saying, oh, just kidding, he wasn't chained up all, the whole time. He was off torturing people. <laughs> but he cried well, at yeah. the end. It was a very, it was a very powerful, powerful performance. <laughs> he was actually... Um, That'd be so much crying. It was more just like sniveling. <laughs> He's cried a couple of times. That's why I like him so much. He's sensitive. Yeah. Are you watching the same show as me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a show that <laughs> I'm no, watching. No, when he told his story to to Sam, when he revealed that he broke down and became one of the torturers instead of being tortured, he cried. <laughs> there was a lip quiver. Right, right. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a show. I I don't know as I particularly like where it's going with. I, I'm assuming this is its final season, right? I don't know. I was I was under the impression that that, that they were gonna cut out while the cutting was good and just you know have an Armageddon and see you later. Oh really? Yeah, that's what Dude, I thought. Nobody ever cuts out when the cutting is good. Yeah. They always just drag it on and drag it through the mud and milk it for all they all that it's worth that's true you gotta gotta find that shark to jump by the way did you see the the episode of house that that starts with him trying to jump the shark literally no i don't, I don't watch house dude the house is fucking hilarious anyway he's got this big uh uh Hot Wheels set set up and he would and that's literally what he, he had a little plastic shark and he was gonna jump the shark and and then uh, his boss comes in and grabs the car and tells him to go and get to work type of thing. What was the episode? Did they jump the shark? No, there wasn't anything particularly uh, out of the ordinary for the episode. So so no, not really. Oh, it was just you know some clever little uh, little thing. Maybe some uh, shout back to the to people online saying uh, suggesting that they had in fact jumped the shark. But really, I think I think something like that takes an event or a, or a big change. And if you wanted to say that about House, you would have to say that about the beginning of either the beginning of this season or it might have been last season. Anyway, whenever they got the new people, um, might have been the beginning of last season when they when they got uh, uh, Cal Penn and uh, Number Thirteen and the uh, the guy with the big nose. See, I think I think if House is going to jump the shark, they've got to do like alien autopsy or something. It's got to be like. <laughs> out of control you can't just bring in some new characters and change it up a little bit i mean it's got to be wild yeah yeah pretty much um you know and they have tried to do do things like that they, they had they had one with a uh a supposedly psychic cat but they they eventually found out the the scientific reason behind what the cat's behavior was and uh <laughs> I mean, it's stupid right but you know but it's actually pretty good uh, yeah you know, so Alrighty it's, then. It's worth watching. Um, so you guys, you guys reading any comics these days? No, I think the last comic what was the last thing. Are you reading Dark Tower? I haven't gotten a new issue in a while. Yeah, I read the last uh, Walking Dead graphic novel. I was waiting for it forever, and it came out. I was so excited, and uh, 
didn't really didn't really do it didn't go where I thought it was going to go, and I was a little disappointed. I was I was kind of hoping that it was going to go. I, I read Cormac McCarthy's The Road just a little while ago. Great story. Read it cover to cover in one day, and just just a great story. And I thought they were going to kind of they're going to incorporate some elements of that into the uh, in the Walking Dead story, but they just they just didn't do it. They just uh-huh. he, he spent a couple of days hallucinating, and then like, hey, let's go find our friends again. And so it's. It was, it was kind of a, a you know zero gain for you know six weeks or six months of waiting, and then you're kind of just right back where we started. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought that was, those were a little slow myself, but I figure you know that's kind of what's gonna happen if you know if you just survive something big. You know, if you can find some place to stop for a little bit, that's what you're gonna do. And that's you know, and obviously he was you know injured, and so he was hallucinating and whatever. Anyway. Yeah, you know, and that makes sense. And when I have a big dinner, I take a big crap afterwards too. But that doesn't always make for the most compelling fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. But uh, you know, hey, I guess uh, Robert Kirkman's uh, earned the right to to take some craps once in a while. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, well, uh, hopefully you'll be able to join us next time or at least uh, some other times, um, you guys. Yeah, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll prepare some notes for next week. Yeah, that'll be good. A lot of, you know, a lot of time. You know, mostly the times when we have Chelsea, uh, she, uh, you know, she'll bring us to the next topic. And, uh, you know, we're not so, hmm, what else should we talk about? And, and lame like we are today. Sweet. All right, dude. Uh, well... Uh, for Matt and Dune and Jason and Michelle uh, and everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan and this is Comics Online. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast, especially Nomad, are those of each participant themselves and do not necessarily represent those of Comics Online, any other participants, or any employers, past, present, or future of any participant, or anyone else in the world, living or dead. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're a stupid fucking retard and should probably stop punching yourself in the face only long enough to immediately and permanently log off the internet, delete all podcasts of any kind from all of your equipment, and never ever attempt to view, read or listen to grown-up talk involving sarcasm for any reason ever again, okay? Or maybe you're instead one of the other 99%. Our smart and good-looking fans who appreciate foul language and biting sarcasm as well as everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post in our forums at comicsonline.com or visit us on MySpace or Facebook, or you can simply email us at podcast at comicsonline.com Peace out word to your mother box. And he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth and when he cried seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthy language into thrust 
As you kneel before Ozawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than easy eyes. We descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little new view in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man. Don't you ever try to serve thee. New guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffin Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, stolen in Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. All right, awkward mumbling. And it's good podcasting. I know, right? Let me get out of this. I gotta take care of that. Frazza, 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 frazza. Frazza, frazza. So, uh-huh. What's up, Matt? Uh, nothing. What are we doing? We're talking about Mexican Comic Con. Hey, Matt, it's Dune. Hey, Dune. Hey, Matt, did you get my bio I sent you? Yes, I did. Uh, I loved the picture of you. Uh, was it, were you wrestling a bear or a wrestling Hulk? You were wrestling. I was Hulk. fighting the Hulk. I was stabbing him with a broken forty bottle. Thank you very much. That was pretty <laughs> awesome. I, I wasn't quite sure if you were if you were wrestling with him or violating him anally. I oh, I, and I appreciate him. that. Yeah, and uh, you know if you can get away with that with a broken forty bottle with the Hulk, you must be truly badass. Yeah. So. It's not as good as my default picture on here, but yeah. Oh, man. With your mankini? Yeah. Please, that's not a mankini. It's mantis. Mantis. <laughs> I'm really glad I can't see that. 